Jesus Christ is the Lamb slain before the foundations of the earth. In this study, God's Redemption Timeline, we discover that eternal God enters time so that He can redeem fallen man. The coming of Jesus Christ was not an emergency plan, but an eternal one. In this study, Evangelist Scott Pauley will encourage us to celebrate God's redemptive work accomplished by the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever given much thought to the world to which Christ came? You know, that little page between Malachi and Matthew, between your Old Testament and your New Testament, comprises about 400 years, and they're typically called the silent years. But I want to suggest to you today that when God is silent, He is at work. And behind the scenes, God was preparing the world for the coming of Messiah. He was preparing the world for the redemption He had promised from the very beginning. Let's read today in Galatians chapter 4, beginning in verse number 4. The Bible says, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. You know, every time, every time I think about God's redemptive work. Every time I look at one of these scriptures that talks about his his redemption, I'm reminded of so many aspects of his character that are woven perfectly together. Uh, His perfect wisdom, uh, his perfect power, his perfect love, that is who our Redeemer is. And so in this period known as the dark period in Israel, when there was no open word from God, no no prophet giving some message from the Lord. The Lord was, in fact, getting ready to send the great message that he always wanted us to understand, and that is the message of redemption through Christ Jesus. And notice several things. First of all, notice his perfect time. You know God's timing is always perfect. We talked about that when we started our study. The eternal God knows exactly when to step into time and what to bring to pass in his time. Uh, this 400 years, God was working. It was during that period that the, the Koine Greek, the common everyday language, uh, came into usage. Never before, never since, had the educated and the uneducated, the rich and the poor, all used the exact same language. What an opportunity for the gospel. It was during this period that the Roman peace was made, and that was going to assure free communication and safe travels. Uh, the Roman roads and the Mediterranean shipping routes would connect the whole world. God did that. God allowed that, superintended that. That was the very roads and shipping routes that would carry the apostles to preach the gospel all over the world. It was during this period that the Jewish people finally became strict monotheist. Through their exile and their persecution, God cured them of their idolatry. So now they believed one God. Uh, The synagogue worship came into being during that 400 years, and that would become the model for the assembly of the local New Testament church. One of the things that God did during this period of time was he allowed the expectancy, the anticipation for Messiah to, to grow exponentially so that by the time Jesus stepped on the scene, when the curtain lifted and Messiah stepped onto the page of human history, the world was ready. Now, the hearts of most people were not ready to receive him, not willing to receive him, But God had done everything necessary to send his son into the world. 
uh, even the, the usage of the scribes and the, uh, the Old Testament scriptures that were being disseminated and read, all of that was working together God's perfect plan. I just want to tell you, God's timing is always a part of God's will. His will was always to send his son into the world. His will was always to redeem mankind. But it's when the fullness of the time was come. Never forget that God is a God of perfect timing. And then, not only do you see in this passage his perfect timing, you also see a powerful truth. And what's the powerful truth? That God not only redeems us from something, he redeems us for something. The Bible says uh, that when God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, it was for two purposes. First, to redeem them that were under the law. So the Lord Jesus Christ delivered us from the curse uh, that the law had brought. Why, why a curse? Because we're sinners, and not a single one of us can meet the expectations of the law. There's only one perfect man that's ever walked this planet, and his name is Jesus Christ. He kept the law perfectly so that he could pay for our sins completely. But outside of the Lord Jesus, there, there is no perfect law keeper. There is no perfect man or perfect woman. We're all just sinners. That's why we must be redeemed. In fact, in the previous chapter, Galatians chapter 3 and verse uh, number 3, the Bible talks about the fact that we were all under the curse. Uh, verse 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So we were all under the curse. Jesus Christ took our curse so that he could redeem us. But don't miss this. He not only purchased us, bought and paid for us, redeemed us from something, he also redeemed us for something. The Bible says that we might receive the adoption of sons. I love this. God delivered us from the law to bring us into perfect love. God delivered us. Uh, from our sins to bring us to himself. God delivered us from being enemies to literally bringing us into the family. He didn't just make us friends. He didn't just make us acquaintances. He made us family. That's what redemption does. See, all of this study, I've been talking about God's redemptive relationship. There's a reason for that. Because redemption is not just something you get. It is something you get to be a part of. The Lord makes you one of his own children. When Jesus Christ becomes your Savior, the Heavenly Father becomes your Father. Would you like to be in the family? Would you like to have a perfect Father? Would you like to be a part of the greatest thing in the world? Then you must be born again. You must come uh, in simple repentance and faith to the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him as your Savior. And when you do, you experience that redemption and immediately you are placed in the family of God. Oh, but there's one more thing I must show you in this passage uh, that shows us what it means to be redeemed. Uh, it, it means, first of all, that God's a God of perfect timing. He sent Jesus right on time. It means this powerful truth that God redeemed us from our sin and from death and from the law and from the curse and for himself and for the purpose of being in his family. Uh, but thirdly, notice, please, the present tense of our redemption. This is beautiful. Because your sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. What does that mean? It means that you have the Holy Spirit in you now. If God is your Father, Jesus is your Savior, the Holy Spirit is your companion. You see all three members of the Godhead here. This is the redemptive relationship. The Holy Spirit of God 
comes to live in your heart and give you access to God now. You don't have to wait till you die to go to heaven. You can enter into the throne room of heaven in prayer right now by simply crying out, Father, and the heavenly Father knows the voice of his children. He knows who belongs to him. And he gives us access, uh, the ability to come into the presence of a holy God through the person of the Holy Spirit. What a glorious thing it is to know God the Father and know God the Son and know God the Holy Spirit And you can only know them, only know God, if you have truly been redeemed. Jesus Christ came to earth to bring God to man and to bring man to God. And then the Holy Spirit comes to live in our hearts, to bring all of the riches and resources of the Heavenly Father to us right now. Oh, this is wonderful. We have much to look forward to. But redemption is not just future tense. Redemption is present tense. Our Redeemer is a God of perfect timing. He is a God who shows us this powerful truth that he's redeemed us to be brought into his family and a God who is present tense. This, my friend, is what it means to be redeemed. Thank you for joining us today, and thank you for investing in the ministry of Enjoying the Journey. This is a listener-supported program. If you feel led to partner with us, please visit enjoyingthejourney.org where you may securely make a one-time investment or set up a recurring gift. However God leads you to partner with us, thank you. And we hope you'll join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.